The Bridge with Simone Amelia and Nate Wade. This is The Bridge. Simone Amelia here. Uh, very special episode, episode number 30. My very good friend, DJ Leon Smith, is joining me as co host today. Hey, Simone. Good morning. Oh, well, it's really afternoon, but it's morning when we drop this. Or evening. Or evening. Overseas, Overseas. depending where you are. That's right. We are are a global production. Mm -hmm. This is The Bridge Podcast. Thank you to all of our millions of listeners. (laughs) Every week we've reached a a milestone number, 30, and uh, we appreciate everyone that tunes in. We are a bridge. We are a conduit between American and Australian urban culture, basically. Did you say 30 million listeners? Yes, 30 million. Damn. Yeah, I know. We are breaking records over here. Cool. (laughs) I know, I know, man. People are knocking down our door to sponsor us and get involved. It's it's getting crazy over here. So 30 episodes deep and... This is going to drop on a Wednesday morning as always, but we're recording a little bit earlier. We're recording on a Thursday prior to the Wednesday. And Hugh Hefner has just passed away. We've just learned, literally, as we've sat down. What a sad day. Like, he was the father I what never had. Hugh- <laughs> I was going to say, what does Hugh Hefner mean to you, Leon Ev- Everything. Like he, he was like the leader of the industries that I'm most into professionally like in terms of like publishing and Sex. Naked women. Pretty like, much. That is so true. Yeah. Like he He's your godfather, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. if I if you could choose your family, I would have chosen Hugh Hefner as my dad. Oh wow. Yeah. That's interesting. But he seemed like a decent guy, like in terms of celebrities and there was some dirt over the years about him, but I think overwhelmingly uh, for race relations, for a yeah. lot of things, he did some great work. Playboy is very progressive. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was. But, he didn't. He didn't have the. He didn't have scandals really surrounding him, and like he had a couple for as many as he could have. Over yeah, the years. for the like the position he was in. Right. Like you'd expect him to have like Trump's background mm. kind of thing, mm. but he is kind of like when you think about, it, he's probably more presidential than Trump, and Trump's more playboy. You know, that's pretty titty true. mag yeah. mogul than president. Yeah. So, well, Trump's yeah. kind of more like. Hustler and Penthouse. Yeah, Whereas, he's, more, he's more Larry Flint. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Harry Fl- Larry Flint kind Larry of looked Flint. like Trump, didn't he, in a weird way? They well, Trump, like, Trump is morphing into Larry Flint. There like, you just go. that white um, like glob. Yeah. Like, yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Playboy, it's interesting what you said too because I know Playboy inspired, say, King Magazine, which was the yeah. urban version of it, and – I used to read King Magazine for the articles because they yep. were incredible. Shout yep. out to Daytuan Thomas, the editor and the team there. And that was based on Playboy's yeah. role, a model of success, really. Yep. Like when people would joke, you know, I just read Playboy for the articles, some people really would read it for the articles because the journalism is in it was great. Yeah. I wrote a couple of things down. Uh, he There was a 1965, so the magazine started in 1953, which is incredible. Yep. There was a 1965 sit-down with Martin Luther King Jr. in the magazine. Mm-hmm. There was short fiction published by authors like Margaret Atwood, who's famous again because of The Handmaid's Tale. Like, yeah, there was definitely some very uh, solid stuff in the magazine over the years. Yeah. Yeah, so it started and- in 1953 and the first issue – had an old nude photograph of Marilyn Monroe and it sold yeah. 50,000 copies. That's what he did. His first w- issue. He bought the photo and then built the magazine around the photo. Yeah. Like the photo was so 
amazing. Yeah, he but, bought it out of his own pocket. He yeah. invested in that. Yeah, and then just used the magazine as the vessel to get that photo out there. Obviously, it's generations before the internet. And yeah. That was the only way to see that photo. You had to play yeah. Playboy and that yeah. kicked off his whole empire. I wonder where he bought that nude photo of Marilyn Monroe from. Like that's so interesting. It, it must be. One must of her early, early shoots yeah. when she was trying to. Because she did. Not dissimilar to girls today in a lot of ways. Yeah, like no no shade. No, yeah. no, but, yeah, that's how she was trying to get on. Yeah. There's um, Actually, there's a show out right now. It's an HBO show, but it's on Showtime here. Uh, what's it called? Oh, it's just left me. It's based on the beginning of the porn industry in Times Square. The Juice, I think it's called. Yeah. With James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's all about how the porn industry started. That's actually, it, it's pretty good from mm. the episodes that I've seen. But what are your Playboy memories? <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, Playboy, um, we ran some reprints. I've actually got some Playboy, like, work history in a way. This is the first. Uh, I'm not surprised. Well, okay, the first version or the first story is uh, when I worked for a basketball magazine, um, the owner of the Lakers, uh, Jerry Buss, his daughter posed nude. Actually, was it his daughter? No, it was. It, I think it was some like it was like someone connected to the Lakers in terms of family posed nude in Playboy, and we ran like tear sheets from Playboy in this magazine I worked for, but we forgot to blur out some of the bits oh, and, in the basketball man. Yeah, and wow. it was like obviously aimed at like teenage kids. So that got us in like, a little bit of trouble. But I've had people come up to me since and be like, oh, my God, that was like the greatest like, issue of that magazine ever. I bought it when I was like 14 years old. And I'm like, yes, like, I did some good. But um, oh, I got Jordan and boobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah yep. it's a teenage so, boy's dream. Exactly. So, but I had no idea that like kids were like, oh, like, they must have been just flicking through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jordan, and Jordan, Shaq. And you accidentally put some like, oh, Playboy like, tear sheets in the yeah, basketball and magazine. They, they became men on that day. But, um, yeah, so there's that Playboy story. I was actually offered a job. With Playboy when I was a lot younger, but I turned it down to work at PlayStation Magazine. Ah, yeah. what kind of job? Uh, like uh, similar to like a deputy editor type so position. So wait, so there was a Playboy, there was an Australian license, yeah, yeah, yeah. an Australian version. Yep, there was but an Australian Playboy, an Australian Penthouse. Doesn't we don't have them in the Penthouse? Definitely not. I'm pretty sure. And Playboy, I don't think so. But um, but yeah, I was offered a job at Playboy yeah. ages ago. But it was one of those things. It's coming up in three months if you want to hang around. Uh, and PlayStation Magazine offered me a job and said, can you start next week? So yeah. I took I, took I used to work one. in the same publishing company that had PlayStation, Doe and Howard after, I think oh, maybe yeah, after, after or after, before maybe. You that were, was after Next Media. After, yeah. Yes. Wow, a little bit of publishing history. <laughs> <through this. laughs> I know, a little bit of media nerdage. We've got to fit it in every yes. episode we but, do um, this. But yeah, no, I, what I, about buying Playboy? I was going to say, I, I picked up a few Playboys when I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, I remember one had Danny Minogue on the cover. That was a highlight because uh, I love Danny Minogue. Yes. If, if she's listening and single. <laughs> <laughs> we she's, she's age appropriate for me. Very much so. Like she's older than me. Yeah. So, she's like, always been very attractive, Danny Minogue. Yeah. yeah. She's attractive then, attractive now. That's so what I'm you saying. Like Danny over Kylie. Oh, yeah. Mm. Kylie's too skinny. Kylie's too skinny. She's too bony. Interesting. But she's still beautiful, still beautiful. Yeah. But she's just, I don't. Danny's a bit sexier, I think. Yeah, yeah. Kylie was pretty. Danny was sexy. Like Danny had like the strip club scandals and that kind of stuff and <laughs> Kylie was just like on Neighbours. <laughs> <Yeah, like>, so. <laughs> so we know which one you went for. Yes. Um, so, okay. So, so yes, yeah, so like I. Were I, they see, like, was it like in plastic those, in those days? No, no, no. It was just on, on the shelves, just yeah. picked it up. Like I'd go in there in my school uniform and grab a Playboy. <laughs> 
And buy it, go up and buy it. Yeah. That's so. That's. I was gonna say that's so cute. Well, like I said, like it's before the internet. Before the internet, yeah. yeah. Like when people actually bought magazines. Like Hugh Hefner might be the last person to make a billion dollars from selling magazines. Like no one's gonna do that you ever know, again. You oh. just reminded me of something that I honestly have not thought about. I feel like I blocked this memory out of my head, and it's just come back as we're talking about Playboy. This will be a good one, then. Oh, you know, my memories. My cousins, my older cousins, used to. I guess they hid or they kept all their Playboy magazines underneath, in the like the kind of base, the cellar of their house. Yeah. When we uh, were young, and I remember I was like one of those. Remember when you were young? We didn't have computers, so we would make like clubs with our cousins and stuff like oh we're in this club and yeah. stuff like that yep so i i would because i was the eldest out of my sister and my other girl cousin i'd be like let's make a club it was like something about like science mad scientists or something mm. anyway so i'm going under the house and i'm creeping under and it's dirty and it's dusty and i came across these magazines mm. i was 8 or 9 years old yeah and so i was like what is this so me being the Simone nosy kid that I was and I still am, I was like, I know I'm not allowed to look at these, but there were like two huge piles right in the corner in the dark in the cellar. And mm. I was like, I told my cousin and my little sister, just go outside now, go outside, it's getting too dangerous or something. So I opened up the magazine and I'll never forget the images burned into my head of mm. a woman giving a man head. And I was eight or nine years old and I saw the penis and it was pink and I think that's what turned me off white guys forever. Wow, but that—that's. <laughs> I, I really like. I really think that that could be the re, the, the reason. That could be where it I, stems from. I was gonna, I'm psychologically could, tried to wonder, but can what I do say, you think? First of all, first of all, if there were penises in it, that wasn't Playboy. Well, no, she was giving a man head. Yes, that wouldn't have been Playboy then. Also, Play, what was it? Playboy. They Maybe have, it was Hustler or Penthouse no, or something. Not even Hustler. Wait. Uh, but magazines did stuff like yeah, that, yeah. didn't they? But when you talk about this like is late eighties, yeah. But when you talk about like the magazines being in plastic, like those would have been the ones that were in plastic and probably brown paper bags. Yeah, so maybe yeah. it was one of them, and it yeah. wasn't Playboy. It probably was because I distinctly remember she was giving the man head, and it was yes. it looked like a Frankfurt, and I was like, nah, I can't do this, and it turned me off for life. That's so. That's where <laughs> the. It could be where it that's stems where it, from. That's where it comes from. It that makes so much where, sense. Because <laughs> I was, I was, I was a child. I was mortified. I ran out screaming. Like I, I was, I, I couldn't believe. And, and it's burned into my head to this day. That image. Wow. The girl looked like she was in ABBA, and the guy was like, and I just, yeah, had like he was. It was just ew. So there you go. That, so that's not Playboy then. That must that, have been another would, magazine. That would have been a hardcore like Ah. Uh, yeah. It was the late eighties. They would have yep. had some hardcore magazines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those, like those magazines got circulated like around my school, yeah. like in high school. Is that what boys did? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like when I was in like year eight, nine, ten would have been like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. And yes, that's before the internet, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you passed you, it around. You, yeah, you pass it around, but also like was, those were the days where if you found a magazine like that, it was like winning the lottery. Like it was like, oh shit! Like, but what do you mean found? Where would you find you, them? Like just on the footpath, like they'd be like thrown away somewhere or something. Like, oh wow! Yeah, yep. Just like collateral damage, just lying yeah, around. Yeah, just lying around. Like, and little now, nudie mags. And now you can like pick up your phone. I know, and do whatever. And you there's want. literally like 
every pornographic film ever made is in this good order. <laughs> that I'm not watching as we covered in our past yes, episodes. Yes. Um, but, yeah, but you, um, yeah, that, so okay, Playboy. So, so that, that wouldn't have been because Playboy was, was softcore. Okay, so that wasn't Playboy. Yeah, we did. To, actually, yeah. I read in one of his eulogies just now that he tried to make Playboy go hardcore when uh, Hustler and, and Penthouse came around and were gaining steam, but, yep. then, but then they quickly reverted back to softcore and yeah. stories and stuff like that. They even did like a no-nudity version for a couple months, very recently though. Very recently, yeah. yeah. And that was just because no one was buying magazines It was ever. almost like the Snoop Lion of publishing. It was, <laughs> it was. It was, and it was just like a Hail Mary to see, let's see if people buy it now. Yeah. And no one did. No so. one did. Yeah. Not in this yeah. day and age of, like you said, the internet. Yeah. But, like, you're not going to buy a Playboy just for the articles. Like, you might enjoy reading the articles, but you also want to flick over the page and see a couple boobies. Like, right. Yeah. So to have, like, just articles and nothing else, no. Nah. No, no. But you can read those articles on the internet as well. Like That's right. Yeah. Speaking so, of publishing, Rolling Stone magazine's about to shut its doors. Really? Yes. Wait, the US version or the Australian version? I believe the US version's going out of print. That's I'll huge. double check that. Isn't that huge? Yeah. Yeah, I read that the other day. I was like, we knew music magazines obviously mm. are sort of done. Yeah. Sad to say. But yeah, Rolling Stone sales pitch go monthly, pivot to video. Yeah, I think they're definitely switching around. So uh yeah. Playboy magazine, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, like he ninety one years old. Can we can we agree that he did seem like a decent dude? Like he seemed, to me, he seemed like a good guy. Like, decent. Um, I feel like he had a vision mm-hmm. that he made come to fruition, probably beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah, and, and you can't knock that hustle. But I don't even think there's stories of him. Like even with people like Bill Gates who is obviously like a very decent guy, donates billions of dollars to charity. There's stories like, oh, well, and Bill Gates owned Microsoft. He crushed all these companies and like he was like a ruthless businessman. Like right. you don't even hear those right. about He Hugh stayed Hefner. in his lane basically. Yeah. Yeah. And plus he had like his whole life was just side chicks. And <laughs> and I, I don't want to say they knew their place because that's not the right way to say it. But they were all cool. Like he was just – that was – he was just straight up honest. Well, like, I did read an interview with him saying he was married twice and he yeah. said that while I was married both times, I never cheated once. Mm. He said I had enough fun in my single times. I would, I'd believe it. Yeah. But, yeah, when he wasn't married, he just had a ton of girls and they knew that he was doing his thing and they could do their thing and and that was that. It was I a, always found it like – well, I, I guess he had the John Mayer penis. Like I found mm. like he always had – he had a very – he had a type. He loved blondes obviously. Yeah. So you kind of wanted it to be a bit more multicultural and I think that's why King was started. And But mm. as we say, you know, he had a type. Yep. What can you do? He was no Ray Shremmond. No, he was <laughs> not. He was no Ray Shremmond. He had a Nazi penis or whatever John Mayer says. Like Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. yeah. So a white supremacist dick or whatever mm. he called it. But – that's a horrible way to describe having a preference for something. But, yep. yeah, I guess Hugh had a preference and, yeah. that, and blondes were his cup of tea. Yep. You can't knock that. Like he was never – I don't think he was discriminatory in terms of like if there was a famous black woman that was going to sell him an extra half a million copies, he wouldn't say, well, I'm not going to put it on the cover. Well, Dwayne's birthday cake, my boyfriend's yes. birthday cake yes. with oh. Latoya Jackson on the cover. That was such a good cake. <laughs> have, Thank you put, you. have you put a photo of that? You put that on, up on your no, I social? No, I put it on my Facebook, but I didn't put it on the bridge, but maybe we no, you, should. Rest in peace, you, you have. You should just put it, did you put it on your Insta? And Latoya, 
Jack said, no, I didn't put on my Instagram. Maybe you should put on your Instagram and the, the, cake. the listeners can. Maybe now I should, yeah. yeah. Now it's, a great, it's a great cake. It's and it was cake. a great story mm. behind it. Mm. So, yes, he, he uh, enjoyed manhood experiences yep. to LaToya Jackson on Playboy. So I guess to your point, um, for business he did it, but, we you know, his preference were the blondes. Yeah. Even on that Sex and the City episode when all the girls went to the mansion and Samantha was like her dream was to be one of the Playboy pair. Mm. And that's the thing, like as women, feminists, obviously he's like his whole movement was like anti-feminist, but. Was it? That's the thing. Like he really, the women chose to be on the covers. You know, the women chose uh, to be in the mansion. Mm. I don't think that's necessarily anti-feminist. Like any of those. But think the- about the years from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s. I feel like there was a lot of change going on. So mm. I'm sure he did have some detractors that would have said, this is um, objectifying women. Yeah. Da, 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 da. People always say that though. But the women, first of all, the women aren't forced into doing it. Yeah. They're paid like a good wage. Like it's, it's my argument with strippers when people say, oh, strippers, you know, that's, it's, you're ruining like feminism or whatever. Well, no, they get female empowerment. Yeah, they're getting paid. They're doing what they want to do. Yeah. And what like what else is there to feminism? That's it. Like, yeah. It's their choice. Like, well, one thing to your point, just to kind of segue into the next subject. Hmm. You never, you, as you said, he never was caught up as, as oversexed as his lifestyle was. Yeah. He was never caught up in scandals concerning children or yeah. min- minors or anything like that. So yep. we've got to give him his props on that because. That I'm sure he he ruled with a kind of iron fist and was very careful about what he did. Yeah, like no like child support issues, no, baby mamas. No, nothing like, like that actually. And but how did he not die of AIDS? After all the sex in the eighties, yeah, the seventies and I mean. the eighties. Like in that's the seventies and eighties, he wasn't strapping up. Obviously, how back- did he not get AIDS? Like, well, he was. That's- one of the lucky ones. Yeah, one of the like- lucky ones. Can you imagine the sex Hugh Hefner had over the years? But then Holly Madison, one of those. Exes came out yep. and was like in his old age. And I hate that. I feel like she had a great life because of him. She became famous because of him. And then yep. after she t- writes this tell all, like he used to do this, he used, and nothing mm. she really said was too terrible. Yeah. She almost tried to paint a bad picture of him that wasn't even that. I remember crazy. that. It was just kind of like, it's just like a normal- He jacks off in front of us, like, oh, dude, he's in his 80s or whatever. Like, what do you want him to do? I don't understand. Yeah. And- <laughs> I'm just. Sean, I'm serious. I don't know what, like. Well, and why are you there kind of thing? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be there. Again, That's like right. the, the door wouldn't have been locked yeah. kind of thing. Like. And now you're going to complain about yeah. it because he didn't marry you because yeah. she really wanted to get married. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she entered into that. I don't want, I guess it was a relationship. Like she entered into that relationship voluntarily. Yeah. Like you know what you're getting in in for. Yeah. Everything they did would have been consensual. It was a relationship. It was an open relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, yeah. And if, as long as everything's consensual. Cool. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't say a bad thing. Like, Definitely. So, yeah. So we're going to move on. So rest in peace to Hugh Hefner. Yep. Peace to the planet. I go by the name of the Prime Minister of pissing people off, the ruler rubbing you the wrong way, the architect of aggravation, Charlemagne the God. And right now you're listening to The Bridge with my thunder from down under, the boss lady Simone and Nate Wade. Nothing but positive energy directed at my folks. If you negative, go that way. And moving on, like I said, it, it, we didn't segue really because this is a horrible segue, but... Uh, Hugh Hefner didn't get entangled in any disgusting scandals like your former schoolmate, Ben McCormick. Now, Ben McCormick was in a current affair reporter here in Australia and has recently pled guilty 
to two child pornography charges. He's facing sentencing this week that the podcast drops, so he could have been sentenced by this Wednesday morning that we're dropping. Uh, you went to high school or primary school? I went to high school with him. You went to high school. He was the year guy. above me. Wow. Yeah, but did you have any interaction with him? Yeah, oh, no, I don't want to. I want to say heaps, but enough because we both were like the, uh, I guess, like the leaders in one subject. He. Like we both dominated film and media. Yeah. And he was a year above me. I was a year below him. So we'd like be in like the film editing room, like editing our little projects and stuff all the time. But he seemed normal, I guess. Like it's obviously we were in high school. So it's hard to say you're going to grow up to be a pedophile. But you don't remember him being weird in any way. Nah. He just seemed like just a normal guy. He wasn't like eccentric or anything like that. Just – yeah. Just a normal dude. And then, yeah, like obviously uh, we weren't mates so I didn't keep in contact at all. And then a couple of years later see him on Channel 9. like, oh, cool, that's You ben. both entered into media yeah. as jobs. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, I saw him on Channel 9. I was like, oh, cool, that's the dude that was a year above me and was editing videos all the time. It's cool. He's got a job. Then the next thing you know he's getting arrested for. <sighs> so he's, a, he's, a, he's arrested for child pornography charges. His mm. name uh, online was Oz Foreskin Boy. Yep. He said he was 28, not in his 40s. Mm -hmm. And uh, news.com.au reported it's believed the arrest of an alleged child rapist in Western Australia led to the arrests of Ben McCormick and others, including school teachers. It's so gross, that whole story. Like, even though, like, I don't want to – Sam standing up for him. Like he wasn't technically found with like child pornography or anything. Like I read the like the chat logs that they found. He said I'll always be a P, meaning a pedophile. Yeah. I'll always have the attraction to boys. They are Ugh. beautiful. Explicit talk about having sex with boys. I love chatting with other pedos. There were 10 images they said that he did send this person that he was talking to. There yeah. were 10 images. They won't say what they were, yeah. but it, they alluded to something about boys in Speedos. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who the person was that he was chatting with either. Yeah. But I have a feeling this guy obviously wasn't the only person he chat with about this stuff on Skype and text messages. No way. Like, uh This is the creepiest and the creepiest part of this story is that Ben McCormick was the one who went to Singapore to chase the Hey Dad actor. Yeah. Oh, what's his on name? On his charges. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hughes? Robert Hughes, yeah. Yeah, Robert Hughes. I remember that, yeah. When he was yeah. getting his pedophilia um, charges. Look, to me pedophilia is the sickest crime and I think to everybody it should mm. be the sickest crime yep. you can ever commit and – I think our laws are fucking laughable when it comes to this crime. Uh, but they are dragging this guy's name through the mud right now. Oh, he is going to have nothing left at the end even if he doesn't go to jail. Like his right. life is kind of done. Yeah. Like what can he do? I like, think so too. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, if he has committed any – He pled guilty though. Like this but is it, the... This is where lawyers like – like kind yes. of muddy the waters. Where oh, the fantasy talk. The lawyer said this was simply just fantasy talk. Yeah. That's like Donald Trump saying it's locker room talk, you yeah. know, like, oh, my God. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just gross. It it's is. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just really sad that it, we're, we're part of the media, mm. not just this podcast, obviously. We work as journalists and 
it's like the devil lives among you. It's like you, you're reporting on things and you're sitting in newsrooms and magazine offices and you're talking about, oh my God, that's horrible and, geez, yep. that you, you're getting news daily that's just evil and terrible and you don't know who's sitting next to you. Yep. That's scary. You never know oh. who anyone is. Or who you went to school with. Or who you went to school with. Or what school you went to, which is another funny story. Which is? That the the week or two before uh, Ben got arrested, my school was in the headlines about one of the Christian brothers. Great. And oh, I actually, great. no one, I don't think anyone, like literally I think I'm the only person who's put two and two together So one stories. of the Christian brothers was charged or? It wasn't. Because he's dead now, uh, but it I think it was like our rowing sheds or oh my God. or something like no 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 not some, nothing oh. happened in the rowing sheds. I'm saying oh. the, like the that ro- you know of the, maybe something did, but which would make this even grosser yeah. when I tell you yeah. But like the rowing sheds or something were named like you know brother so and so honorable you yeah. know, memorial rowing sheds kind of thing. Yeah, and then it was found out later that he was like uh, messing with kids. And so the school was like, well, we got to get rid of this guy's name from like, you know. Oh, my God. From, and that was like a couple of weeks before the oh Ben McCormack God. thing. And I was literally, I might have been the only person to look at those two stories and be like, hey, that's that school. That's that guy. But, but Yeah. Yeah, I didn't report on it. Actually, like the magazine I was working for at the time, I sent the online editor the links to the two stories. I'm like, hey, this guy went to this school. And she was like, we're not touching that. Like, oh, why not? I don't Too know. Too much? Probably just legalities. Like yeah. you don't want to kind of. Dig deep into it. But it's then just. Well, because it, when, when I guess until he's charged and sentenced and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's really you've got to tiptoe yeah. around. Once he's charged, then you can say you, you, can, you don't have to put allegedly anything. You don't have to yeah. kind of pussyfoot around it, you yeah. can just be like, hey, this guy is now a rapist. He's not an alleged whatever. Yeah. And Child also, and was... by the way, his school has got these guys that did this. So. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so I just. Not, not a good uh, time for my high school. No, no. Well, you know, it's, it hasn't been a good time for Catholic schools for a while in terms of that type of subject. For Catholics. For Catholics. <laughs> like we, Are you Catholic too? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Not really practicing. No, but. yeah. Are you, hey, are you Catholic too, Sean? I, but wow, I, three I think, Catholics in the building. I think. I'm, I'm not Catholic. I, but I think. <laughs> but were you raised Catholic? Yeah. yeah. I think Catholics yeah. are generally cool. And again, like Catholics are very progressive. They believe in science. They don't believe in like God created the world in seven days, two thousand years ago. Like we actually believe in a lot of progressive stuff. But then as soon as people bring up like priests and that kind of stuff, you can't even argue. You just go, yep. I that's know. that's right. We suck. I like, know. Yeah. I know. And yeah, it's uh, and as cool as the Pope is, like the Pope cool. the Pope's this, pretty cool. I this wish Pope he... is is his for all intents and purposes. This yeah. Pope is pretty amazing. He does need to be. He's almost like Obama. Yeah. Where it's like he's doing some really cool things, but you just wish he'd kind of bring the hammer down a yeah. little bit harder and yes. be like. But he's like Obama, like with Republicans and with the Vatican, his hands are tied probably as much as he yeah. wants to do. But you just wish he'd be a little bit, like, you know, with Obama where you'd wish he'd just come out and say, <laughs> like, instead of saying, well, we really need to reach across the aisle and Republicans need to do this, you just wish he'd come out and say, these guys suck, we're trying to do these good things and they won't let us do it. But he, he'd always kind of be political. That's what you almost want the Pope to be like, where it's like, yeah. you know, hey, priests, stop doing this shit or we're going to like kick you out and hand you over to the police. Yeah. But he doesn't really say... He might have said words similar to that, but he needs you to say it in 
not street language, but just in normal human language. Like don't say it in political language yeah. or religious yeah. language. I understand yeah. how I th- he's, he alluded to something about sexual child sexual abuse, I think, in the Catholic Church. Yeah. But like you said, it, they dance around the subject yeah. and, and it, it's definitely yeah. to me just evil in human form. But let's move on to something a bit lighter. Hey, what's up? This is Anthony, the man mundane, and you're listening to The Bridge with my girl Simone, a.k.a. Boss Lady. Peace. Yeah, Yeah. let's move on to Cardi B. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing a Cardi B shirt today. Because... I've always got Cardi B and I'm so happy for her success. So she's number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yep. Did you think she would make it this far? Nope. Had Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I definitely did not, but I'm really happy that she did. I am like, happy for her. I'm very happy for her. Like we we talked about it last episode and, and I, I, as, a, as a rapper, we know she's not Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Mm. We know that, but. She is loving every minute of it. She's super emotional. You can see how appreciative she is. Mm. And, you know, she, if you've ever been to the Bronx or really anywhere in New York City, uh, you've met girls like Cardi and she's just, she's given hope, man, to so many girls that, you know, like she's just given hope in, in such a huge way mm. that it that is truly significant, truly. But how great is the Cardi B movement though? Just in terms of like how much how much people, for you, I'm how, sure it's amazing. But I mean, just in terms of how many people really love her. Yeah, it's like it's great. No, no, I don't think. I think it's a bit scary to be quite honest with you. It's scary to me, just in terms of like, wow, like the stripper that knows every Cardi B mixtape track that I play and will rap along to it. But like, I was in McDonald's at four a.m. on Sunday of morning after were. work. Yeah. But I need a couple of hash browns yeah. for the trip home. <laughs> And I was wearing wearing this Cardi B shirt that I've got on now. Yeah. And the lady serving. I hope you washed it. Yeah. I'm joking. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, the, the lady serving me is like, oh my God, I love Cardi B as well. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, you're just a normal, like, McDonald's. In Australia. Yeah, normal yeah. McDonald's chick. It was yeah. like, oh man, like, you love Cardi B, I love Cardi B. Well, too. and I like, think to your point, uh, she, love and hip hop isn't broadcast in Australia. You've yeah. got to watch it online. Mm. So she didn't have a major TV show out here. And she kind of grew very grassroots, as she did in the States, but even more low-key out here. Yeah. So it just shows you the power of social media and the internet. And, uh, look, obviously her personality got her over the line. Yeah. Because she's so bubbly and to the point and real and what you see is what you get. And she knocked off Taylor Swift from number one, who we all feel like more and more every day is probably looking even more manufactured as an artist now, when you get mm. someone like a Cardi B come up, there was a great article on junkie.com. I read that one, yeah. It was a great article mm. about how, you know, and people have noted that before that Taylor Swift's kind of hesitance to get into the political process and really voice her opinions and, and stand up mm. against Donald Trump and it, it's turned a tide on her. Yeah, even, yeah she, even yeah. general like feminism, she's never been... Like, yeah, they say faux feminism. She's yeah. a little bit kind of like, yay, girl power, but it's like. Mm. But she only even gets behind it once everyone else has. Like, yeah. She, like once it's like an unstoppable kind of force, then she'll be like running behind it like, yay, me too. Like she won't kind of try to break that down song any barriers. Is ball, just balls that look what and you made me do. That yeah. song was horrible. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, even her, like I've noticed like even Taylor Swift's fans aren't liking it into her yeah. at the moment. And what is that song? What, what what genre would you classify? I, I don't even know. Trash. Where where would you play that? It doesn't even make I don't sense. Know. 
Um, but Cardi it's, B, and Post Malone featuring 21 Savage, Rockstar is number two. That song's huge. It's number two on the charts now, and Taylor I, Swift's three. I played I played that track like the day it came out. I downloaded it and played it. And again, like one of the strippers is like, "Oh my god!" Like she, but this stripper loves Twenty One Savage, right? So she was like, "Oh my god!" I grabbed this song today, and I'm like, "Man, like Post Malone and Twenty One Savage." Yeah, strippers are a good barometer of what's hot. They're, aren't they? They got their ear to the street. They really do. Mm. Like that's what uh, like strippers give me way better requests than normal, than the, than the normal customers club. Like if I play in a regular nightclub, requests are just trash. I can imagine. Yeah. I like, can imagine. Like what people they are. ask for Lose Yourself still. Eminem? Yeah. Bull crap. I'm not playing that. <laughs> in the club these days, right now. Yes. This, I hate This I year. Hate, oh this my year, God, in, 2000, in 2017, I've had requests for Lose, lose Yourself. You shouldn't have even played it in the club when the damn song came out. I know. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> it's not a club track. Like what? I don't, I don't think I have it like in my Serato. Like, <laughs> You ain't got no M in your Serato? Do, do I? You? I would have a couple, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> they asked for Lose Yourself in they the asked, club. Yeah. They're yeah. going to get in the corner and start punching around like Rocky? Like I don't understand they're why. They're going to pretend they're little bee rabbits yeah. up on stage. <laughs> what? What, yeah. what did that person look like that requested Lose Yourself by Eminem in the club? I, I think it was a Lebanese man. Oh, shut up, you in. I, I called you your real name then. I got really upset. I got really upset. I was like, shut up, you in. I think it was. I called you your real name. Oh, but, no. My people. It was like it was a dark club. You know maybe, why? He wanted to rap every word. Yeah. Oh, like God. It, it was a, it Bruh, was a, go buy a karaoke set and go home. It was, it was, it was a male and he was, wasn't was white. Yeah, yeah, well, he was definitely think, Lebanese. Yeah. <laughs> Club, yeah, yeah, he was Lebanese. <laughs> yes, but yeah, no, that uh, everyone, everyone should go. If you haven't listened to that Post Malone and Twenty One Savage track, it's really cool. What yeah. else is um? So yeah, props to Cardi B. What yes. else are you? What do you? What's hot in the? Well, I can't even ask you what's hot in the clubs here because clubs here suck for the most part. But uh, mm. what what are you liking at the moment? Obviously, you're on the Cardi bandwagon. Yep. Uh, um. Well, like, what do you really love at the moment? What do I really love? Rake it up. Yeah. Your request, My is, request is another another huge one yeah. that people are into That's at the, in the moment. That's in the Billboard Top 10 at the moment. Yep. Um, oh, there's a track from the new little Uzi Vert album that's really cool, but I can't remember the name of it now. Okay. Did mm. you see the Double XL covers that just came out? I saw a couple of them. Is the he 20th had one? anniversary, he's on one. They shot Puffy, Nicki Minaj, a little Uzi Vert, The Locks, all these different artists. Like yeah. Vanessa think, Satin did an incredible job. I saw I saw the T.I., the Gucci yep. and Migos. the Cameron. Cameron. They were the ones I think saw. Think about yeah. like that, that was such an incredible selection of different acts. Yeah. And for them to even put like I and Fabulous's cover was great. Yep. For them, man, if you ever worked in magazines or to to put shoots like that together with people like Puffy, Nikki, schedules, it's all the same photographer, I think. Mm. Like it's massive in this day and age to do that. Do you remember that double XL? You would remember it, I think, the double XL cover from years ago, the like the triple, great day in the triple fold-out one. Yeah. Where, how great was that one? That one and them did. Where it was like. I don't know. Probably. Was it a great day in hip hop? I think it was based on the great day in jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. in Harlem. And yeah. They, yeah. And it was probably like a hundred artists yes. or something like across the Harlem. Like, yeah. Across the brownstones. Yeah. And I remember seeing that and just, I didn't have tons of publishing experience then, but even then I remember thinking, how the hell 
did they get all these Have you seen people? the video behind that? Nah. When people were showing up, like, like I think Buster Rhymes came late, Fat Joe came late, but, like, they were like, please don't start until we get there, please. They were begging all the team because yeah. they knew how important and significant it was going to be. Yep. Because so many rappers were in that. It was unbelievable. you got to watch the video. It's it's amazing. Like cool, they're it? begging all like the editors and stuff, please, we're on our way. Please, please, please don't get started because, you know, rappers, yeah. lateness. Of course. Hand in hand. Is it is it on YouTube? It probably is. Oh, okay, yeah, Double cool. XL, um, great day in hip-hop. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Vin Rock from the legendary Naughty by Nature, and you're listening to The Bridge with my sister Simone Amelia and Nate Wade. Keep it locked right here. Peace. But you wanted to talk about on this podcast Greg Popovich. Is this like your shout-out time or something? No, but he is standing up for woke white people. He is. Yeah. He absolutely Like he is probably is. the wokest high-profile white guy at the moment. Greg like, Popovich, uh, he's the coach for the San Antonio Spurs. Yep. Is he like the longest-running coach in sports since yeah, 96 like, or something he's been there? Yep. And like he's one of – yeah, like longest – uh, serving coach with one team and like most successful. Yeah. He's just like for the last ten years, people have written off the Spurs and they've won like three more championships. Like mm. in that time, they beat like LeBron's Heat. Like they kill it. Yeah, and it's all and he's the only constant. Like other superstars have like come and gone from the team. Right, the only constant is Greg Popovich. But yeah, he speaks out on mm. like tons of different matters. And yeah, he's kind of like going in on Trump. He even supported and the women's march at one point, which I love. This is a great story about Popovich. When the Spurs were playing the Miami Heat in the finals a couple of years ago, he called the team in to a uh, video session and said, do you know what today is? This is Patty Mills telling this story as well. He's an Indigenous you know, uh, Aussie uh, playing for the Spurs. Uh, he called the team in to, for a video session and said, do you know what today today is? And Patty Mills is like, well, I know what today is. Um, it was like the Marbo Day like it's wow. is that in June or July? I think like I'm not. I don't know off I'm the top not, of my head. Yeah, but like so, Patty Mills. Let's look it up. Patty Mills knew what it was. Yeah, and then Greg Popovich is is like, yeah, it's like it's Marbo Day. It's a very special day for Indigenous wow. Australians. And then started to like show on the video screen like different things about uh, like Patty like for Patty for Patty Mills Indigenous Aussies. That's when Patty Mills is like, man, like this is like the coolest guy. San Antonio head coach, this is in 2014. Yeah. Greg Popovich had a special message for Paddy Mills and his team before the Spurs beat OKC in game six to move the team into the NBA finals. Three days before that encounter, Popovich gathered the squad to recognise the importance of June 3, Marbo Day, yep. and help Indigenous Australian point guard Paddy Mills celebrate the momentous occasion. Popovich told the team the significance of Eddie Marbo and the 1992 Marbo decision that awarded land rights to Indigenous Australians after a lengthy court battle. It was unbelievable, Paddy Mills said. I had no idea Pop was going to do that. I had no idea he even knew about Marvo Day, but for him to bring that up in a meeting before the NBA finals just to give everyone a heads up was very special. Now that is making me want to cry because – How huge is that? What a man. Yeah. Wow. And he's like – like obviously that gesture as well is he's not doing it like calling a press conference and yeah. saying, hey, guys, look at me supporting Marbo oh, Day. Yeah, like just yeah. did it for his team like yeah. as they were getting ready for the NBA finals. Like that's the kind of guy wow. he is. And, yeah, like this week what he's – What a smart man. This week he's gone in on Trump and – Yeah, this and week kinda, he said the United States is an embarrassment to yeah, the world at and, the moment. And kind of just like – And he's American-born so Trump can't say shit. And he's got a military background. So that's oh, the I kind, didn't know that. Yeah. 
So it's wow. it's another thing that's kind of like kryptonite for Republicans. Like yeah. they can't come out and say shit about yeah. him because because Americans love a patriot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So he's a, and he also like went in on like white culture, which is in a similar way to like how I like bust on white people. What like did he say? Just like he kind of said, you know, I say there's no white culture. Yeah. Which there really isn't. Yeah. You know, and he said the same thing. Like what. What is white culture? Like mm. he obviously said it a lot more eloquently than I would ever say it. Yeah, but yeah, he. So, so he's 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 if we, as Nate always says, we're not woke, we're awaking because we're always in a state of waking up. Yes. but he sounds pretty woke. He sounds he, like he pretty much could be awake and uh, and active in his where, activism. Where's he? Uh, where do you say the the thing about uh, what do you say? People have to be made to feel uncomfortable and especially white people because we're comfortable. We still have no clue what being born white means, mm. which I thought was really cool. And if you read some of the recent literature, you realise there is no such thing as whiteness. We kind of made it up. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Of course that's true. Yeah. He um, – and the, it's it's funny though because his vaguely ethnic name, Popovich, yeah. that'll still get white supremacists riled up too, but, you uh, know. Like even though he's a – White man, boy, he was born in Indiana, I believe. Yep. But it's it's funny because there's levels and there's layers, so they'll be like, "Yeah, Popovich." They want to put him in some category with yeah. ethnic people, you know. But like Republicans or conservatives, whatever you want to call them, are just so dumb when it comes to that kind of patriotism and you know the, just the fact that they're saying all these NFL players, uh, you know, disrespecting the troops and that kind of thing. Well, you then, now you've got military people coming out and saying, "Well, no, like you know." I don't feel disrespected at yeah. all. Yeah, or people that have had their parents, their parents were like, might have been killed in a war or something. Like, no, like my dad gave his life so that they can take a knee That's to the right. anthem, and that is patriotism. Like, yes. patriotism is being able to do it. If patriotism is wanting your country to be better. That's yeah. what patriotism is yeah. to me. And also, if you don't like your country, that's you totally. Yeah. Your. If you obviously you don't want people to go out of their way to destroy it, that's yeah. not what you know anyone's <laughs> saying. But if you don't like what your country's doing, patriotism is saying, "Hey, I don't think that's cool. Cut that out." If you take that out, then you literally are just North Korea. Like the whole thing, you have to stand for the anthem. Like the only place where you have to stand for any anthem is a place like North Korea. Yeah. But that's all they all they ever say. Like they do my head in. Like you read through the Twitter threads. Oh, I know. And it's like I know. You guys really are that dumb. No, like, they are so brainwashed. Yeah, it's like a cult. Like it's it just, is. It's like a cult and uh someone like a Trump has just made dangerous people even yeah. more dangerous. That's just, why I say and I, I hate bringing up her name because mm. to me she just should be seen and not heard and not even seen. But Pauline Hanson here mm. They are uh, they they fan the flames willingly, and yeah. that's what's so scary to me. Like they, yeah, like they embolden racists to yeah. think that they. And can... I don't even know if they. Well, I think I mean they are racist and they're bigoted themselves, but there's mm. worse than them, and and they are the ones that instill the kind of gumption in the ones that are worse than them, and that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. scariest part. Yep, the only not there's anything good about it, but at least like it does make the racist visible. But at the same time, like you said, like what's especially in America where there's everyone's got a gun. Yeah. Like what's to stop a mad white guy saying, Yeah, like I don't have a job because of all these black guys, all these Mexicans or whatever, yeah. they go with a gun, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. You know, shoot ten people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, like that, American History X. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, yeah. That stuff is real. Well, like the dude that ran out, like drove through the rally yeah, a couple Charlottesville. weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah, Charlottesville. Exactly. That but, stuff is so, so, so real. That dude could have been sitting, literally sitting behind the wheel of that car thinking, yeah, like Trump, you know, Trump's going to be so proud of me. Like, I know. Puts the accelerator up, yeah, bang, like. Well, yeah, well, as we've seen, there's a lot of Remy's from higher learnings. Yeah. Yeah, as we've and we can see them on social me- media clear as day. You mentioned the NFL protesters and sports. Mm. It's very interesting. I thought about recently how those protests would fare here on a big scale in Australia mm. because obviously this weekend will pass by the time the podcast comes out, but the NRL grand final is the long weekend and Macklemore's coming out to perform, yep. uh, which I think is a step in the right direction because it's not rock music for the first time ever, you yeah. know, and Briggs performed at the Dally M Awards and yep. we're finally getting a little bit of hip-hop seeping through the music of the young people coming mm-hmm. through to the NRL. Macklemore uh, will perform Same Love. Is that what it's called again? I think so. Same love. Yeah, same love. Sorry, the song about uh, marriage equality, same-sex rights. Mm. And he said he's going to go harder now because the former PM, Tony Abbott, tweeted and there's a petition now with over 7,000 signatures that Macklemore shouldn't perform same love at the NRL grand final and this is all going to be past tense. But I think it's interesting that Tony Abbott tweeted, footy fans shouldn't be subjected to a politicised grand final. Sport is sport. And I thought, wow, does he see what's going on in America at the moment? He sucks so much though, Tony Abbott. Like he's so embarrassing (laughs) that he was ever our Prime Minister. Also, like you got like Mark Latham. Oh, he's the worst. You know, when I first saw his Twitter. He's the worst When I first saw his Twitter feed, I literally thought it was a parody. Because it's called like Real Mark Latham and it had all this like just rambling shit about like racism and yeah, like, like fuck the Muslims, fuck this, yeah, fuck that, like, yeah, fuck gay people, yeah, 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 like, yeah. And I'm I'm reading it and I'm, I was actually like kind of smiling, like oh man, they nailed it, they've nailed Mark Latham, <laughs> this is so great. And then it's like, hang on, like, this, is, this is his real account. Oh shit. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Tony Abbott, like how embarrassing is it that like Mark Latham was like in line to be prime minister, Tony Abbott was our prime minister. And they say this footy fans shouldn't be subjected to a politicized grand final. Sport is sport. Do you know who says stuff like that? White people. Yeah. I have like my in-law, like my uncle's wife, I remember having a conversation with her Mm. because Cronulla was in the grand final last year. Mm. And I said, I cannot spiritually go for a team that represents a region where something called the Cronulla riots happened against people that looked of Middle Eastern appearance and I understand that this is a sporting team. I understand it's a sporting event. I get it. And there's probably people of Lebanese descent that go for the Sharks, maybe one. But but I, I cannot in good nature go for Cronulla Sharks because that represents mm. a very dark time to me in Australia's history. Yeah. She was like, this is sports, this is different. And then she had to go back and reread what happened in the riots. Didn't happen that long ago. It was 2006. Mm. And then apologised to my sister and I because she said I never really fully understood why that would be such a significant occasion to you. I love my auntie-in-law. I love her to death. Mm. Uh, but... It is total white privilege to not understand those things, like you said. Oh, uh, like I, sports shouldn't be political. Leave it out of it. This is just sports. Shut the fuck up. Like I can't. I can't remember what what it was in response to, but 
someone on Twitter, it was it might have been something to do with the NFL taking a knee thing. Yeah. And someone mentioned white privilege and someone replied and it was one of the typical like dumbest like white privilege arguments where the guy's like, I'm white and I wasn't handed anything in my life. Like what's this white privilege you talk about? You know, mm. can I I I'd want to get some of that white privilege. And I'm thinking, you dumb motherfuckers. Like white privilege isn't you walk outside and someone says, hey, would you like a job? Have a job. Like that's not white privilege, although that might happen with some white people, who knows. But it's just being able to walk down the street, like in America, and not get shot. Like in Australia, it's to be able to walk down the street and not have cops like mess with you kind of thing. That's right. That's that's white privilege. It's stuff you don't feel because you're privileged. And because you've been the majority. Yeah. That's right. It's like I hate God. Like yeah. when I read that stuff, it's like it's not something where you walk to the bank and – withdraw your white privilege and pay your rent with white privilege. It just happens. Yeah. You know, like it's. It just puts you a step ahead. Yeah, like. But they don't want to acknowledge that. And you know what? I think that's the key to things not moving forward. I'll give you another example. My mum, God bless her, she's not the most eloquent person in the world, but she gets a point across. She was on Facebook. Yep. And I made a comment the other day and I wanted to do a study, but I'm being lazy, but I actually wanted to do a snapshot of every talking head panel on every mainstream news show because they discuss every issue under the sun and mm. it's all Anglo-Australian people on yeah. every talking head panel, you know, yep. Sunrise, Today Show, uh, Afternoon Shows, The Daily Edition, you name it. Mm. There's like maybe one minority once every month yep. on there and it, it's sickening and they're talking about Indigenous rights, you know, Aboriginal issues. Uh, they're talking about minorities. They're talking about immigration and not one person from any of yeah. these topics are ever there to represent themselves. So my mum gets on Facebook and says, I'm sick of fucking seeing blondes. Um, <laughs> when are they going to, uh, you know, because I, I roll my mum up, like I get a mm. G up. Sometimes my mum's like, Simone, it's not that bad. We've got a good here. Then the next minute she's like, you're fucking right, fuck everybody. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, we did that. She got on Facebook and then. My cousin, who's just a smart ass, you know, people that just have to have a different opinion no matter what the argument is. Oh, yes, yeah. He gets on there and he's like, Oh, Auntie, there was a brunette the other day. You're taking it too serious. Anyway, he didn't, he was just being a smart. And then my auntie in law that I was just talking about liked his comment. Mm -hmm. And I said to Mum, This is the problem. And this is why we're going to find it so hard to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. My auntie in law took that personal. She took that personal. My mum said, This. All I see is fucking blondes on TV. Yeah. She thought that was an attack on her. Now, it had nothing yep. to do with her. It's about the fucking blondes that are on TV yeah. and that there's no other minorities that we see. White people, I think now, are starting to take this heat that they're getting mm. personal. And yeah. it's like if you're a fucking good white person, which there are many, yeah. it's got nothing to do with you. Exactly. You're supposed to speak up and help us, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like that's what, I don't do, get it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, though? Yeah. Some people take this personal. Like We're, you said, the guy was like, "Oh, I wish I had white privilege, bro." You do, but yeah. you don't see it. That's it's so it's so infuriating. Yeah. Because yeah, like I know I've benefited from it. I don't know yeah. exactly how, but like I know I have. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but you but, also know that you're a good person, and when people talk about shit, it makes you look at yourself, but it makes you realize. Okay, I'm not – you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. sure you have an internal, wait a minute, is that me? But then you're like, nah, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not that hard. It's really man, not that hard. White people are just so – I know. Oh, it like, just, it, it but, just upsets me because like 
she liked that comment and I was thinking she thinks mum's talking about her and she's not. Uh, but you want to turn around to them and be like, how do you think we feel if you feel upset yep. and defensive? Man. Oh, uh, my God. I'm, I'm just so glad I'm a white person in this era because when shit comes around in a couple of generations, white people are going to cop it <laughs> deservedly. <laughs> And I'm glad I'm not going to be around them. <laughs> Seriously, can you imagine? Do you think Judgment Day is coming? Yes. Oh, I, I hope so very soon. Like, can you imagine like when eventually, like, I don't know how many thousands of years in the future we have to get to. See, like, I don't think that you and, uh, you and I'm going, I'm getting serious again. I'm saying your yeah. real name. But, like, I, I think that, um, and as, as so many black people say, black people don't even want revenge to an extent. I'm not speaking mm. for black people, but. From what I've seen, it's like we fucking want equality. Like we, we, we don't even, like we could have killed everybody by now for yeah. what's been done to us, but we don't have the evil spirit that, you know, we just want stop killing us. But, you know what I mean? Like, oh. But if you, if like black people get it, like I'll be long gone, so I don't care. Like take it out on white people. Like we deserve <laughs> this, it. <laughs> look at this dude. No, seriously. Like yeah, you think it's coming? It, you think something's coming? It has to be for like, like retribution. Like, yeah, like I'm saying, it's not going to happen next week. Like I'm not saying I don't want. It might. I don't, you I don't, ready? Oh, you, it, no, like, it seriously <laughs> it, might. There it could, might. The, there could be like a race war because of the whole like, Trump hope, thing. I hope not. Because I hope like not we as well. said, I think there's more decent. Like you'd like to think there's more decent people. And than, I also think like you'd like to think there's more kind of you would hope that there's more people with common sense that know yeah. that not all white people are fucked. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And not all minorities are this. Like you would hope. Yeah. You would hope. But I'm just talking like thousands of years down the track. Like okay. if white people have been totally like flipped and yeah. there's like minorities, and they white become, people. Yeah, okay. And, and like a different race or yeah. every other race except white. All the other races have banded together It'll against white gone. people. Yeah. Like if, if white people can't get a job because they're white, great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You won't be here, though. I won't, I won't yeah. be here. But I'd like, hey, at the same time, I'd like to think I'd be able to do okay if that actually changed tomorrow. Well, depends on what the rules are. Who Look, knows? I'd, I'd be frustrated, but, you know. You'd be like, it's I'd be what like, goes around comes around. Yeah. Yeah. And I just look at my white brothers and sisters was like, you you guys blew it. Yeah, you, you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cursing a lot this episode. I'm over it. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Thank you for coming through. We covered a lot of different topics today. We did. Yeah. We did. Uh, as we as we always do. Can I can I give a little uh, life tip? Yeah, oh, just please. To, to yes, for Uncle Leon's. Go. I just no, it's it's actual. It's some very like just uh, some advice for this time of year. I just want to remind everyone to get their taxes done. Oh. <laughs> that was I'm random. So, well, it's you've only got to the end of October. I did mine straight away. Well, no, I'm. I didn't do my taxes for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'd like to think I'm just coming from a place of knowledge. See, you're not well, very white. Yeah, but no, like a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, I caught up. A couple of years ago, I caught up on Good my taxes. For you, yeah. yeah, and so I just want to say to anyone out there who might have not have done their tax return for a couple of years, it's not that hard. Like, go get it done. It's a lot better than like possibly like going to jail or having like your pants. That's suit off so you. true. That's so, so true. Yeah. So I just want to remind people, hey, like get your tax in. If you ha- even if you haven't done it for five, ten years, just get a good accountant was, and get it in. I was yeah. scared to re-register. Money advice. Yes. Yeah. No, I love yeah. that. I was scared to re-register on our electoral roll because I didn't vote the whole ten years I was in the states. Yeah. But I thought I'm going to get fined. I'm going to get in trouble. I yep. didn't get in trouble. I just re-registered and I was fine. Same. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't vote the whole ten years you were in the states as well. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm lazy. White but, privilege. Yes. <laughs> but hey, but no, I've 
I re-registered to vote on marriage equality. Yeah. And I was thinking about this as well. I hope that that is uh, that has a negative effect for the Liberal Party, where they brought in this stupid like it's not even a referendum; it's just a survey. Yes, a postal survey. Yes, I hope that tons of like young people like re-enrolled on the electoral roll. Yes. Just to vote on this, and then at the next election they'll be like, "Hang on a minute, I'm enrolled to vote. Let's all go vote." So hopefully, there's tons of like new young people. I think there will be. Yeah. For so hopefully, sure. hopefully it backfires. Even older, because yeah, it well, spurred I'm, me to do yeah, it too. Like we're, yeah. yeah, we're older. Yeah. So like, and hopefully, the, yeah, there's a whole new like group of people who are like, "Hey, like we, we registered to vote for this. Let's go vote That's these it. guys out of the." I was just going to say White House, I, but, but we I, don't have the White House. No, yeah. we don't. We have a house in Canberra. They don't even live in it. They want to live in Kirribilli in Sydney because yeah, they're spoiled. Yep. Uh, so we're about to yep. get it. Thank you, DJ Leon Smith. Thank Appreciate you, it. Facebook.com slash listen, listen to the bridge. I'm at Boss Lady TV on social media at DJ Leon Smith and Sean Tornado Records. We're, good luck to Thorne and Esper, our crew that are headed to Atlanta for A3C Festival. I'm sure we'll get some updates, some crazy Updates. They're hitting the strip clubs, Leon Smith, nice. so I'm sure you'll be happy with that. Nice. And uh, you'll be joining us more often, hopefully, when you can, when your schedule permits. Yes. With Nate. Yep. God, that's going to be interesting. It's called The Devil's Threesome, I was told earlier. Anyway, okay, <laughs> we're out of here. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Be back next week. <laughs> hey, yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine, and you're listening to The Bridge, baby. What's up, boss lady? Tech Nine them. Let's go.